Tandem Nomads, episode 158. What e-residency in Estonia is showing to the other governments around the world is how to establish excellent, safe, transparent digital services in public sector that uh, would make them uh, um, similar digital uh, societies such as ours. Hello, Nomad Nation. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show and entrepreneurship platform where you can find great inspiration and tips to grow a successful, portable business and thrive in your global nomadic life. This is your host, Emel Teregi. I'm a business and marketing coach and the founder of Tandem Nomads. All right, today it's a very special episode and I will tell you why. When I started Tandem Nomads, I kind of worked on my own vision and mission statement on figuring out what is my big why? What is the big dream that I have? And one of the things, many among many other things that a lot of expats have experienced mm. is this sense of home. I've spent my whole life having to justify my existence in a territory, being through visas, through residencies, through nationalities, through passports. And uh, one of my dreams was to create a platform, but also advocate for a world with no borders, where we can all be free to be where we want, but also to express our talents and bring our value to the world, no matter where we are. And one of the barriers for that is administration and the way our governments and societies are built. Our societies, and especially regulations, are not designed for people like us who move all the time and are global, not just because they like to travel, because it is deep in their identity to be cross-border people and global citizens. And we have struggled a lot. So there's one, one big struggle that I know some of you have, your listeners, especially if you're an expat partner, is this big question of how to get a visa, first of all, to allow you to work where you live. But also, even if you are certain that you want to start a business, I know that a lot of you have experienced this issue of where are you going to register that business? And in some cases, um, there's a lot of solutions, but in a lot of cases, there are a lot of barriers. And we have a whole episode with a lawyer who explains some situations and some solutions of how to deal with that. However, there is one big dead end that a lot of you have been experiencing, Nomad Nation, which is not being allowed to set up a business in your home country because you don't live there anymore or don't stay there the necessary number of days. And then living in a country where you are not allowed to work or, or register a company. And that is a dead end for a lot of people who want to build their own source of fulfillment and revenue. And when I heard about this great initiative from, the, from Estonia that is called the e-residency, I got super, super excited because I was like, oh my God, this is it. Finally, a country that is getting it. Finally, a country that is moving forward and there's innovative and thinking beyond all the buts and all the reasons why it's not possible to open our borders. So in order to talk about this amazing opportunity for all of you who are stuck in knowing where to set up your company, I'm so excited to have here an amazing guest. Her name is Katrin Vaga, and she is the PR representative of Estonia for the program called the e-residency. So Katrin, are you ready for this ride? Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, Katrin. I appreciate that so much. I'm so excited to bring this innovation to our Nomad Nation and to our listeners today. I really appreciate that. It is so late where you are right now. So thank you so much. <laughs> it's, really, it's really my pleasure. Hello to all the listeners. Uh -huh. So, okay, Nomad Nation, let me tell you a bit more about Catherine before we move into the hardcore while we're here together. So, Catherine Vega is, by the way, am I pronouncing your name properly? Yeah, absolutely oh. correctly. I was so impressed. <laughs> okay, very good. So glad to hear that. So, Catherine is the head of the PR for e-residency program in Estonia, as I said. 
but she's also a former TV and radio journalist and a foreign correspondent based in Brussels and London. So while leading the communication activities in the UK tech company, she also ran her own small but successful retail business. And today she's working, like I said, for e-residency program, and she is dedicated to introduce this unique opportunity to entrepreneurs around the world who are looking for the platform of transparent digital services that helps to launch and run a borderless and paperless business remotely with no bureaucracy. What a promise, Katrin. That sounds like you figured it out, right? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like this, really. And I think uh, it's uh, something that Estonians, my co-patriots, uh, don't think is anything special because their lives have been... Uh, you know, running so smoothly, using all our digital public services for 15 years at least. So it's, uh, it's no big news here in the country where I live now. Uh, but it is news uh, for, for many of my friends, uh, for example, in Brussels and London. Mm -hmm. And I experienced actually the, the bureaucracy that I didn't remember anymore while I was living uh, in, in other countries in the EU. And uh, it was a bit funny. Uh, because um, Estonia is a former um, Soviet Union Republic. Mm. We have had re-independence now for nearly three decades. Uh, but I still remember the time back then. And I think that this is kind of a feeling that we always have, even nowadays when, uh, when traveling abroad, that, uh, you know, there is a developed world, you know, the Western world, mm. all these countries that uh, have been... Uh, um, you know, market economies uh, free from uh, oppression about, uh, you know, no, uh, always free speech. And uh, then this is somewhere where we are still trying to uh, trying to reach. So for me, when I moved abroad uh, about 14 years ago, it was a big surprise to discover that <laughs> in everyday <laughs> That's life. That's not normal. <laughs> for in everyday life. Yeah, in everyday life, actually... Uh, registering yourself as a resident, uh, trying to get your bank account, trying to get everything handled, all the paperwork handled was such a hassle. Mm. And uh, yeah, this is where I, when I uh, first realized that, okay, we are doing something much better <laughs> than they are doing here. And it was a big, uh, yeah, it was a big kind of a moment of uh, aha for yeah. me. I, I love the fact that on top of representing the e-residency program, you do have not only expat experience yourself so that you know what's the hassle that all our listeners have been experiencing, but on top of it, you also are an entrepreneur. I don't know if you kept your business or not, but you also had your own successful business. So yes. you're very relevant right now. <laughs> yes, I didn't keep my business uh, because it was very uh, kind of location-based. Uh, location um, and UK market-based, but uh, it was a really uh, nice lesson for me. Uh, first of all, um, you know, like every uh, entrepreneur who is starting their own little business, first of all, they probably think about it for a long time. And once they start, they are kind of uh, surprised and uh, they think, why didn't I do it earlier? Because it's like your baby. So you feel like a sudden rush of motivation that perhaps you were lacking before that and uh, also you learn many things because you need to do essentially everything yourself and for me um, as you mentioned uh, working now for e-residency I think that is actually the reason why I'm working for uh, e-residency program at the moment because uh, um, having lived abroad I already knew program very well because I was uh, uh, I was seeing the news when uh, it was talked about in the UK. So I understood that, okay, this is something great. And I really believe in that. And uh, secondly, uh, having been an entrepreneur myself, I do actually understand what is it that we are offering to entrepreneurs? Uh, what is it that they are really missing? Mm -hmm. so, um, so I can really appreciate some of the, some of the, kind of uh, things uh, that we offer them to make their life easier. And I also, having traveled uh, around so much, I know also how lonely it can feel to lead your uh, uh, business as a digital nomad. I mean, it sounds all fun and really uh, cool lifestyle as a lifestyle, and obviously it is. I mean, you, you have a lot of freedom and lots of, uh, you know, possibilities to um, create your day exactly the way you like it. 
But at the same time, um, sometimes we as humans, we miss the community feeling that the kind of elbow support and, and just somebody to ask for advice. And uh, this is something that uh, is also um, kind of essential part of the residency program is that without actually realizing uh, over these five years of existence, we have built a strong community of uh, global, uh, small, medium uh, entrepreneurs and also freelancers who are really supporting each other. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, it's exciting for us to, to see how this has, uh, these relationships have uh, blossomed and sometimes even resulted with uh, a united uh, you know, businesses, business ideas and some uh, software being developed with one, uh, one uh, entrepreneur living in South Korea and another one mm -hmm. in Turkey and they find yeah. Yeah. So, so this cool. is this is amazing, and we'll talk about the Facebook group because I know that you have one. But before we go into that, so Nomad Nation, we're gonna give you the overall picture of what is e-residency, who is it for, and how can it work for you. Obviously, in one episode, we will not be able to cover everything, so we will today cover what is a residency and give you as much information as possible. Also, the next episode, I will invite one of the service providers who's a, an accounting firm who will help you more on the practical side of the accounting and what you need to know to register your business in terms of taxes, finances, etc. But um, one thing that I really appreciate, Catherine, that you did in Nomad Nation um, to let you know, Catherine has provided the guide, the e-residency guide for your business with all the detailed information. So in order for you to download this book, go to tandemnomads.com slash 158 and you will find there the link to be able to download this, uh, this information that is detailed in there, plus the website where you have great information. So if you want more details, you can go there, but let's jump in now and talk about what is the e-residency exactly. So could you please summarize what is the e-residency habits of work, please? E-residency is the status provided by Estonian government to non-residents uh, who want to apply for a digital ID. So essentially, it's an ID that comes uh, with an ID card reader and that uh, if you don't have any interest in establishing a business, then you can just use it for digital signature and just to tap into Estonian digital public services. However, uh, the initial idea how e-residency was launched, maybe I will uh, just uh, talk about it uh, mm -hmm. uh, shortly, was um, around uh, seven years ago, six, seven years ago, uh, Estonian own businesses and businessmen uh, were using uh, their own ID card to basically run both their life and the business, to pay their taxes, to do all the everything, uh, sign the documents uh, with digital signatures, to send the invoices. So it was very smooth. However, in Estonia, there were lots of uh, foreign uh, investors and also foreign uh, businessmen who didn't have this possibility. So the initial idea behind e-residency was to give them an opportunity to also um, uh, have the same uh, uh, tools as Estonian businessmen. Uh, it was kind of by accident it became really popular and people around the world started to apply for it because there was also the cool factor, you know, um, mm -hmm. uh, included. Um, and um, Right now, what the e-resident can do with the ID card is, uh, and that we also uh, provide, is to register a company in Estonia. And um, uh, we have the whole marketplace of service providers who will guide he, uh, him or her uh, throughout uh, this process and uh, help uh, to get the bank account. So basically, uh, e-residents can get the, the company up and running like this. Mm -hmm. um, we consider it not only um, uh, the unique possibility to run a global kind of borderless uh, uh, and, uh, and bureaucracy-free and um, uh, paperless company, but also um, the possibility to do it relatively cheaply. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't have so much information about company establishment in the UK, in the US, but in Europe, in some countries, in fact, in many countries, it is um, uh, quite expensive. 
-hmm. And um, actually, basically, uh, considering where, where the economy is, the global economy at the moment, where we have a really rapidly growing number of uh, uh, digital nomads, both micro-entrepreneurs, uh, like uh, with small and medium businesses, who really need the flexibility, who really need to travel, um, and uh, the, uh, you know, the way of life is very mobile. Um, actually, there are, still, uh, there, is, uh, there, is, there are still so many obstacles for them to do the things that they would like to do, because the geographical borders are still there. And many countries haven't really considered this, uh, let's say, this uh, new trend of, uh, mm -hmm. of entrepreneurship to uh, relax the um, kind of uh, rules and the limitations. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so this is basically what residency is about. Uh, first of all, you get the status, you are an e-resident of Estonia, the only almost digital society in the world. And uh, secondly, you can, uh, you can create a company even as a freelancer or, or a solo entrepreneur and uh, run it so that um, uh, with, a, with a minimum cost. Because I tell you something that uh, maybe not many people would imagine, but for me, um, with my ID card, I'm uh, paying, them, I mean, I'm declaring my taxes. Um, and um, uh, it takes me maybe 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it happens once a year, and it's really simple and easy process. No need to hire an, an accountant, no need to hire an attorney or somebody to help me. And uh, it's like integrated uh, system. So all the numbers are already there. I just need to read everything through and sign uh, it digitally and it's done. So um, the same kind of easiness uh, comes with running your, your e-resident business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so if I just summarize in a few words what the e-residency is about, obviously it doesn't give you the right to live in Estonia. You'll still have to apply for a visa to live here, there, but it gives you the right to have a digital presence in the country that allows you to use the system, the e-governance the, the e system that you have as well. And that's where we're interested here, as well as the right to register a business there, even if you don't live there. Yes. So uh, basically, yeah, uh, e-residence ID card doesn't have a photo and it doesn't give you any advantages in uh, applying for residency or citizenship or even it, it can't be used uh, to cross the border. But uh, it should make all the digital public services available for you uh, no matter where you are. Interesting. Okay, so now that we know that the e-residency is kind of the beginning um, you need to first register as an e-residence to then be able to set up your company. So that's how exactly. it works. So what are the criteria to be able to, first of all, be accepted as an e-residency resident and then to set up your company? This whole process is uh, managed by Estonian uh, Police and Border Agency. And um, the percentage of, uh, I can't say that all the applications are approved, but uh, most of the applications are not approved because people have not finished the application. So actually, the percentage of approved applications is something like uh, um, 94, 95. Uh, and we have e-residents from uh, more than 165 countries. And the main issue uh, why uh, some countries are maybe not so well represented um, is, uh, is a little bit different. It's nothing to do with application. It's more to do with Estonia being a very small country, 1.3 million people, and not having enough embassies. Because actually, uh, once you have applied, once your application has been approved by Estonian Police and Border Guard, you're going to get an email, and you need to pick up your car, your e-residency kit, and authentication takes place in Estonian representation, either consulate or embassy, in you know any of the countries or cities you have chosen in different parts of the world. So um, uh, basically, um, you can you can pick up your card, you give your biometric data, and then you are done. Mm -hmm. 
then uh, the only thing to figure out is how you uh, plug in uh, your card reader in your computer, download the relevant uh, uh, programs, and uh, get into the process of uh, establishing the company if this is Excellent. what you need to do. Yeah, excellent. So, and if there's no embassy or, or consulate in the country where you are, you can go to the closest country where you live, can't you? Yes, yes. We are not very well represented in, in some um, countries in Asia and in South America, but uh, yes, we are working on it. I mean, this is a working process. Exactly. And we'll talk about a lot of areas where there is a working process, but what I want to already say here, it's already an opportunity that you wouldn't have had to be able, even if you had to go to Estonia, it's one trip that you have to do for, uh, for a lot of free hassle, um, upcoming free hassle for you to be able to start your business and register it. So I heard that as one of the objections. So I'm going to address a lot of the objections that I heard, because obviously with every innovation, there are naysayers. Uh, <laughs> so um, the, the first objection was the fact that um, you have to go to Estonia or to an embassy or, or consulate to be able to retrieve that. But as we said, once you do it, once it's done. Um, there are other objections that I heard. I don't want to spend too much time on that, but just to say that we mentioned them. Um, the first thing is I've heard from other countries who don't obviously see that with a good eye, because uh, <laughs> I guess it's a bit of competition, but they are not letting people register their company there. So hello. But um, there are some people saying that it could lead to... Uh, What's the expression? I'm sorry. I, um, in French, is blanchiment d'argent and uh, money laundry. Here we go. Mm -hmm. So there are some cases of that. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on that, but just tell me the short answer for you for that. And whoever wants to learn more should do that research because it doesn't concern us right here. Obviously, we're not here to do money laundry. <laughs> Yes, uh, I think this is uh, the topic that is uh, perhaps a little bit uh, wrongly uh, connected to e-residency because uh, e-residents are uh, uh, small, small uh, time entrepreneurs, small companies, freelancers. So obviously uh, this gives them the possibility, creating the company gives them the possibility to get some uh, kind of security. And uh, I think maybe something that we could uh, just mention is uh, what happens with taxis. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are trying to give as much uh, information as possible about uh, where to pay your taxis mm -hmm. and how you should pay them and uh, what to consider. And in some countries, uh, it's necessary to actually contact your own uh, tax um, office and ask some advice as a rule of thumb it's um you should pay your taxes where you actually earn most of your revenue or you know this is something that uh, applies uh, to any kind of mobile uh, business and um obviously if you um if you uh, enjoy having your Estonian business through one of the service providers, then they will take care of all of it. So you don't need to worry. I mean, they offer you a range of virtual office services, accountancy among them, and you can uh, really uh, rely on them uh, doing uh, all your tax calculations and everything on time. So yeah. And you it's highly this. recommended that if you decide to go through the e-residency route and set up a business in Estonia, it's highly recommended that you choose a local service provider. And honestly, they're not very expensive. I've checked that online and I will put the link where you have all the list of partners that work with this e-residency. They purposefully give you the choice so that you can go with the ones you want to work with. But um, this is something that I would definitely recommend. And we will have one of those service providers in the episode 160, who will give you more details about that. So I don't think we need to go too much in detail there, but you are not escaping paying taxes for sure, which is perfect segue to my next question. Once you set up your business in Estonia, how does it work in terms of taxes? Um, well, you set up an Estonian business. So if you choose to pay your taxes in Estonia, uh, so you need to probably know some of the things. We have relatively uh, simple tax system. There are some advantages compared to some other countries. Uh, um, I think the necessary thing to know and find out is uh, whether there is a double taxation um, agreement. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, within EU, for example, if you pay taxes in one of the EU countries, then uh, you don't need to pay in 
another EU country, for example. And but also it's the same with uh, some uh, some uh, countries bilateral outside of EU. This is a bilateral agreement that some countries have with Estonia. So this is important to know in order to protect yourself by paying taxes twice, exactly. <laughs> basically. The same about VAT, um, because, um, I mean, obviously there are e-commerce businesses uh, that EU residents run, but uh, I wouldn't say that it's one of the main types of businesses. They have different, you know, they operate usually, um, you know, digitally, but um, there are different kinds of businesses, some services, consultation, uh, IT, software, um, uh, kind of uh, uh, businesses. So basically, uh, with the VAT, this is a very also quite a tricky thing. So uh, you need to figure it out with your tax advisor how to do it. And today, I mean, everything is automated, and uh, they can figure it out, and they can help you with that. Exactly. So, mm -hmm. and since you mentioned money laundering, I think one of the things to draw attention to is that uh, once you have established a business, obviously you need a bank account. Mm -hmm. And um, getting a traditional bank account in Estonia, like anywhere else in the world, it's not super easy nowadays. Mm -hmm. So, um, and perhaps that's also the reason why uh, there are so many fintech companies now in the market, and some of them have grown really rapidly and they are big. Like TransferWise, Stripe, things like that. PayPal. Exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. And... Um, Maybe it's uh, it's kind of a one point to con uh, for consideration is that uh, if you even need a traditional bank account, um, maybe you will be better off by actually using the services of one of the fintech companies that can also uh, provide you a payment gateway or maybe there are some additional kind of um, pluses. So um, for that also, this is uh, one of the aspects uh, where... Um, you need to know that you are going to be validated, and sometimes you are not going to give very. You are not going to be given very detailed answer why the um, uh, the um, banking kind of service provider doesn't accept you as a client. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is something so that you, I. If, if I mind, just interrupting here. If you can keep your thoughts, don't lose them. But just to rephrase a little bit what we're talking here, uh, w because we're talking about one of the objections that we have, and one of the objections that Catherine is uh, addressing here. It's a big one. As once you sign up and to the e-residency, register your company there, you will need at some point a platform to like a bank or e-banking to be able to do business. And it turns out that some platforms such as PayPal at the moment is not as clear about if they accept you to open an account in PayPal when your business is actually registered in Estonia via e-residency. And I know that you're working hard to to get as many agreements as possible with other banks and other uh, e-banks to be able to be accepted. So is it what you're talking about here? Yes, I'm okay. talking about uh, basically also the service providers that are working with us mm -hmm. to provide banking services for mm -hmm. e-residents. So we have a marketplace and we are onboarding uh, on the continuously uh, different companies to address this uh, this need but uh, banks and um, and banking service providers are private companies and they sometimes have their own um, let's say conditions when it comes to the type of businesses that they accept and also uh, the type of um, uh, services that they um, let's say the businesses that uh, um, are operating in a certain industries are sometimes not accepted. So something that the word of caution that I would um, say is that, that you have to be probably ready to, to talk to different um, banking service providers and don't get discouraged if you, you know, if you don't get your bank account immediately. Um, try with another and make sure that your your type of business uh, is one that is welcomed. Mm. So, I mean, since you mentioned money laundering, this is probably what I should say because this is something that, uh, you know, most of the banks or banking service providers, they actually consider in their know your client uh, kind of questionnaires and, uh, you know, um, when they are um, 
uh, using these methods to mm. understand exactly how transparent is the business and where money is coming from. Thank you for yeah. bringing that up. That's really good to know. And this is what we're trying to do here at Nomad Nation. This is an amazing opportunity, but you have to know that there are some things you need to pay attention to before you sign up. But uh, there's so much information on the website and so many resources for you to reach out to. And and you have a customer service, Catherine, inside the e-residency to answer any questions, plus a Facebook group uh, that I will put the link on the show notes of this episode plus the book that you offered us to read. So Nomad Nation, go to tandemnomads.com slash 158, where you'll be able to download that and find all the information. But I think what you're talking about here with the banking, beyond just money laundering um, aspect, and that's why some banks are resistant because they they associate that with money laundering or they fear they don't want to take any risks. Um, In general, they're just not accustomed yet to this new innovation. It's just something so new that it takes a bit of time for people to realize that it is secure. Thanks to, it's probably more secure than uh, other systems because you have uh, this way that you track every individual with their digital signature that can be faked, basically. Yes, in Estonia, I think uh, the most important uh, thing to understand is that we are very transparent nation. And uh, we also welcome the people who whose mindset is uh, similar, that they embrace the same transparency mm-hmm. and uh, they are willing to actually leave their digital footprint and they don't have anything to hide. So I suppose this is the main uh, kind of uh, point that we are, um, we are inviting similarly minded, <laughs> similarly minded uh, community. Yeah. And um, I think this gives you, I mean, maybe there, is, uh, there are questions about, uh, for example, your data security that uh, are like big, uh, big uh, topics of discussion in, uh, in today's society. And uh, I would say that something really original about Estonian, um, this uh, digital society is that uh, every um, citizen is in charge of their own data. So at any given time, when you have a suspicion that somebody has been uh, um, looking at your data and you don't know exactly why it was done, uh, you, can, uh, you can check, you can ask what is the reason. And this is considered a very serious offense. If somebody, any of even the, the state uh, agencies or, or organizations, uh, any of the officials is taking a look at your data without your approval. And uh, this is essentially the same thing uh, for all the EU residents. So it's important to know that it's not uh, somebody who owns your own data. Mm. This is yourself. And uh, you can basically take measures to safeguard it as well if you feel like you need to. Mm. Um, Maybe it's something to just bring out. Excellent. This is so good to talk about that. We have a whole episode about GDPR coming up actually very soon. But on the marketer perspective, and we had a previous episode on GDPR that I can share with you, um, Nomad Nation, in the resources of the show notes. But this is a good point um, to talk about also mindset. And I think that's where I feel like I have fallen in love somehow with the concept of e-residency. And that's what was related to my introduction when I started this interview, talking about an ideal society, an image of a world that we want to live in where there is transparency, but also borderless um, like uh, transactions and possibility to, you know, uh, provide value in Estonia, have a business there, but even not even living there and allowing us to live on the move while having a home where we can base and host our business. And Estonia could be that. And that's where I think, um, despite all the things that I do think Nomad Nation, you will have to read, you will have to get educated on. And there are people out there to help you within this e-residency program to get all the information, as well as a series of service providers who will help you. Uh, I think it's one thing to consider in a way. Um, And if you feel like you're part of this uh, culture of living your digital life in a transparency, but also giving more freedom for you to be able to to build the lifestyle you want and build the business you want. So that's, for me, one thing that's important. But just to go back in a more practical thing, what has to have happened to register a business once we have the e-residency? 
Um, it's nothing. I mean, it's nothing complicated. You just need to uh, uh, pay your state fees and and register your your business and then uh, get your uh, your support by one of the service providers. I really uh, suggest it. There are many e-residents who do it without, but I think it makes everything easier. Um, just getting, for example, one of the main things is getting the bank account because there is currently one bank in Estonia that is uh, kind of uh, offering. Um, a special service uh, where you can um, uh, enter your data and you are going to get kind of a pre-confirmation. Uh, they are going to um, validate if, uh, if you are going to get the bank account a little bit earlier. And uh, But yeah, necess uh, usually the, um, the service providers can help you, help you through it. Mm. Um, but apart from that, in, yes, there is not much uh, much to do. I mean, the whole idea is to actually uh, let people concentrate on on uh, something that they really want to do, which is uh, to grow in their business instead of uh, spending, you know, their days of uh, taking care of all the paperwork. And uh, I think that the, for me, like the most uh, important aspect of e-residency is that it really empowers you to live the life. Uh, that you wanted to mm -hmm. have the lifestyle to the mobility that you want to choose the the country or city where you would like to stay at certain uh, um, uh, point of time and to do it without uh, having you know the necessity to go to this particular bank branch or sign um, you know scientifically any documents and to show up some some meetings so yeah this is I think um, a uh, great, uh, great aspect uh, that um, you know allows lots of personal, personal freedom and self fulfillment. Yeah, that's amazing. That's that's really good. So you're saying that Estonia does not require to open a bank account in Estonia to open a business? Uh, no, actually, uh, since the beginning of last year, um, you need to have one of European Economic Areas bank account. So it doesn't necessarily have to be an Estonian bank. It can be any of the banks, but within EU. Within EU, okay. That's yes. good to know. So it's better or, if, if we're not in the EU, it's better to have it, I guess, in Estonia. Then. Yeah, it is easier because you have the Estonian Ivan number and uh, it helps. For example, you brought the, the example you were asking about VAT. And uh, I think, the, you know, for example, for e-commerce uh, company, um, it is necessary to have an Estonian event. Yeah, okay. So actually, that's a very good segue for uh, one question I had. The one thing that's great about this program is because it fits really perfectly to the most common type of business that um, Tandem Nomads listeners have, which is mostly virtual businesses, and that's why we call it portable business. Um, service-based businesses most of the time, but some people might have a product-based businesses. So tell me about, about how that, that works and is there any barriers there? Because I know it's still not 100% clear. Um, for for product-based businesses, how does it work? This is something that we are trying trying currently to figure out. how It, uh, it is a little bit more complicated, the, the journey for this kind of new residents. And uh, this is something that we are currently trying to figure out how to make uh, the journey for them much easier. Because at the moment, majority of the businesses that the residents have uh, created are kind of uh, digital, you know, digital in digital industry, IT-based uh, businesses. So it is not very um, uh, common for us to have user cases um, among the among the business owners who have product-based businesses, like you said, e-residence is only five years old, and there are lots mm. of uh, lots yeah. of uh, learning uh, that we had to do, and I think lots of learning curves also ahead. Something that maybe is interesting is that Estonia is trying to also implement the digital nomad visa. This hasn't happened yet; has been a kind of. Um, Mm, idea for, for some time already and uh, of course if that happens it uh, will add uh, an extra extra Vietnam kind of does aspect. That actually. Vietnam has ah. kind of, I think Vietnam or Taiwan one of those countries to attract you know because there's so many tourists and digital nomads there. Ah oh, um, fantastic I need to look into that. Yeah. Uh -huh. But it's different it still does not allow them to uh, have so much I think 
your solution might be a bit more flexible in a way that it's not tight to the territory. The, the people who need this are not necessarily people who need to live in Estonia in a way. But that's a great yes. add-on, I think, mm -hmm. to be able to at least be physically in Estonia if you wish to. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so one question about... Um, about the taxes. So one thing, Nomad Nation, I want to kind of highlight that was a bit mentioned before, but I want to put it in a different light. Uh, you need to figure out where your tax base is. And for some of you, I know that's a complicated question already. Where are your tax base? But the, the traditional way is that your tax base is where your passport country is. And it is possible that your country passport asks you to pay taxes even if you don't live there anymore. So... Mm -hmm the US American citizens have this issue, for example. So first analyze where's your tax base naturally by passport or figure that out. And then you want to look at what kind of bilateral agreement exists between the country where your tax base and Estonia. That's the first part. Then the second part, you want to look at where is your business base. And obviously here it's going to be in Estonia. Now, let's say that you do that homework, that research, you get the help and you decide that, okay, your tax base is going to be Estonia. Could you please tell us, Catherine, what are the taxes as a business owners that we have to be considering? In Estonia? Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, Estonia is... Um it's very kind of small entrepreneur friendly um, economic environment so uh, first of all you need to consider the share capital contribution it's uh, 2500 euros and uh, this needs to be paid essentially you can delay it until you take your first dividends so this is something that um, it needs to be paid only if you are considering taking your dividends early on uh, in your entrepreneurship. So let's explain um, that what's the dividends, just for those who don't know, uh, what does it mean, a dividend? Dividend, this is uh, the money that you take out from your account. Exactly. Um, As yes. you pay yourself. Pay yourself, yeah. You and I'm not talk yeah. we are not talking about the salary. The salary is a different yeah, thing. Exactly. If you pay yourself a salary, this is not a dividend. Yeah, that's exactly. It, so that's the difference. It is the, the part of profit that you choose to take out as, a, as an owner of uh, the company. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, this is one aspect. And uh, the second aspect is that uh, uh, Estonia um, doesn't, um, you don't need to pay as an Estonian taxpayer um, uh, the kind of uh, um, corporate tax uh, on reinvested profits. Mm. So sometimes it's um, interpreted in a wrong way and, uh, you know, people like to say, oh, there is a zero corporate tax in Estonia. That's not true. We do have a corporate tax, <laughs> 20%, so it is definitely there. But uh, if you choose to reinvest in your company, for example, this, uh, your profits, then you don't have to pay corporate tax. All right. On this, uh, on this amount. So uh, this is something that would uh, make Estonian um, you know, tax system also a little bit more attractive compared to some other countries. And uh, yes, and until you are, um, it takes some time for you to be uh, eligible uh, to pay VAT. Uh, so when your, um, when your revenue is uh, about 30,000, I hope I'm not wrong here. This is the point when you need to register yourself, your company as a, as a VAT and have a VAT number as a VAT paying company. So what's this the, is... What's the number? What's how much money? This is 30,000. 30,000. Okay. Euros. Appro approximately. You can always go check and, yes. and verify. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So, and this is, uh, I mean, in Estonia, you need to... Keep, uh, you know, you, you need to do uh, some things regarding to your company proactively as a taxpayer. So you need to, uh, you know, keep an eye on your own, uh, you know, situation and see when, uh, you know, when your revenue is exceeding, then probably it's time to register, register your company as an, as an VAT payer. Okay. Is it like in some countries, I know that, I think it's Switzerland, I'm not sure, or Germany, where if as a company you don't make any profit, uh, you're at risk to having your, to close your business. Is it the case in Estonia? 
Uh, in Estonia, it takes a little bit time. Um, we don't have a set penalties with our um, by our tax and customs office. Uh, I'm a little bit careful <laughs> saying that because um, it is actually um, you know we have a small country, so our tax and customs office is quite uh, friendly. <laughs> Many <laughs> residents have told that what, have what told nice us that to oh. You have such nice uh, tax uh, <laughs> officials that they are so friendly. <laughs> this is a definitely a good thing to hear because we all know that <laughs> the um, tax office can be something that, that people are really. You don't want of. to joke with it, yeah. Yeah, but they are. They do um, understand uh, based on our organizations with them. They do understand that uh, many mistakes uh, done by non-residents who have businesses in Estonia are just because they are not aware of certain things. Mm. So they are very open to advise you and give you advice about how to put things right. So I think uh, if um, if you keep an open communication and ask for help and, uh, for example, even, you know, uh, do certain things proactively, then it's always yeah. um, very, very easy to find the agreement. I, with I think you said something really good here by saying keep an open communication. Like we don't expect that in other countries. There's very few countries where you would think about your administration as your doctor or your hairdresser or you keep a relationship with them. And I have the feeling that in Estonia, uh, that's something that is that is possible and that will help you actually because people are willing to help you they're, they're interested in having a resident it, it is something that's in the interest of estonia because it also brings them taxes it's a small country and they need more taxes so it isn't their interest that it works for you in the way that you don't leave so um on top of being naturally nice people so <laughs> so that that's a good thing i'm saying this nomad nation just to warn you about one thing that i know as in, especially all of you who are expat partners or small expat business owners, some of you want to make some side money on the side of, of you know, on the side. And, and in some countries, that's not possible. I have had a conversation with somebody who has a business in Estonia with the e-residency and said that it is possible. He does not make a lot of money uh, every year, but it's just for him to have, he does some consult, he has a full-time job, but does some consultancy on the side and needs to have a place where to officially declare that money. And that's how he used the Estonian system. So of course, everything we say here, we need to have a disclaimer. We're not lawyers, anything like that, but please just know that that it's possible and just do your homework to check uh, if it's the case. Um, but I have the feeling, and I think that's also another benefit of the Estonian e-residency program. For those of you who don't necessarily want to make a lot of money, but just want to create some kind of revenue on the side of whatever you're doing while living on the move. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what I want to Especially share. if you have global clients and you need to invoice them and make it kind of streamline the whole process. This is uh, something that is uh, yeah. is the main uh, value of e-residency as well because it makes it very easy to, to invoice your clients. It doesn't matter which country they are based in. That's amazing. That's super cool. So we could talk about this a lot and I think we covered a lot of things. Um, Nomad Nation, I, as I said, we compile a lot of information for you here to go deep, dig deeper. So go to tandemnomads.com slash 158, download your e-residency business guide and as well as find all the links and information in the um, in the show notes, you have a part that's called uh, the resources. And there I will put the link of, and I was just so amazed how clear and straightforward and good was the information on your website. I've never seen such a thing ever, especially a governmental website. So, <laughs> so I highly recommend you to spend, it takes probably half an hour to go through it. So take the time to go through all those videos and they explain everything so well. So I'm going to put the link on the show notes as well of this episode. Uh, I do see that modernity, that innovative approach, Catherine, in the way Estonia approaches e-governance. It's not just a branding thing. It's just something that I've experienced by just preparing this episode. So I just wanted to share <laughs> to share that. <laughs> I, I'm sure you'll be happy to hear it. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. So I think we covered a lot, but if you have any questions, Nomad Nation, you can um, reach out to the e-residency team. Uh, on the website, you will find all the information as well. And I will add as well in the links of the Facebook group 
and that's amazing because I've been talking already to some people mm -hmm. who did the e-residency in Estonia. So you can have, have some guidance there. Be careful with one thing and Katrin, you'll tell me there's always naysaggers. And I did have a lot of people who were just like, blah, 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 you know, and, and negative and everything. But what I did by listening to their feedback was just to learn from their experience and then say, it doesn't have to be my experience. I just have to be, do my homework to figure out what will work for me. So while you use the group to know real life experiences, be aware that most people who express themselves are usually the negative ones. <laughs> don't, just, <laughs> don't just focus on that because there's some great stories there as well. So this is my on my end, what I wanted to share. How about you, Catherine? Before we say goodbye, what message would you like to share for all those who might be interested in this program? I think the main thing is to just to understand that um, uh, building up your, your own business is uh, never very easy and uh, smooth road. I think uh, all of us who have done it know that uh, there are lots of things to learn along the way and, um, and uh, lots of things to try. And I think, uh, when, uh, you know, when you mentioned the, the Facebook group, uh, there are also lots of good advice. And uh, we ourselves, we know um, really many, many fantastic uh, e-residents. And you can uh, get in touch with e-resident community, E-E-R-I-C-A. This is Erika. So you can join Erika, they have a small joining fee and um, this is the community of the most active residents. Mm -hmm. So they are also, most of them, uh, successful um, entrepreneurs and uh, really can help you navigate and also to, uh, they organize different events. So it's, uh, it's worth to keep in touch with oh, them because, uh, yes, because uh, in Facebook group uh, you have different people. But if you want to connect with the ones who have been uh, also e-resident business owners for a longer time and perhaps, you know, connect with them, then maybe it's also a good idea to check in and, uh, and find Erika's website. Nice. And, I will yes. put the link on the show notes. I did not know about that. That's interesting. Yes. Yeah. And uh, another thing is, yeah, like you said, uh, we have a web page. It, uh, it is good to take time and uh, just read a little bit more. And uh, especially in the knowledge base, we have tried to address all the main questions uh, that people ask us uh, to provide them answers. And uh, also if something, uh, you know, we get the, uh, the question that is not covered, we really try to, to find out, uh, you know, the solution for this, this particular problem. Mm -hmm. So we take uh, this kind of grassroots uh, level questions uh, very seriously usually. So the yeah. community is uh, small and really uh, important for us. Wow. Thank you so much, Catherine. It means the world uh, that you joined so late. I know it's like, must be like 11 or 10.30 p.m. at your in Estonia right now. So thank you so much for keeping your energy and your lovely energy and uh, sharing with us everything you know about this program. Uh, I'm so happy and glad that this exists and I want to thank you for that. Thank you for this, uh, this chat. It was really a pleasure. Fabulous. So Nomad Nation, I hope you got as excited as I am, but also as aware as I am that there's no perfect solution. Do your homework, but honestly, this is as close as it can get to what we need to grow a successful portable business on the move. So check all these information and we will have another episode, episode 160, where we will cover more details about the practical aspects of running the accounting side and the tax side. So I can't wait to meet you there. Nomad Nation, stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities.